It's Cecilia and Megan. Let us distract you while driving, cleaning, working out, or not working out. Actually, what in the dang heck? Just grab a drink and chill. It'll be like eavesdropping and a girl's night, all wrapped up into one. Hey guys. Uh, okay, yeah, we, we have, have a person, third person here. Third per- I was gonna say, everyone, guess what her guess her voice, but then I was like, oh, they're gonna see your name on the like oh. title and if her people, face on the graphic. If people could guess my voice. That would be impressive. I feel like you can. That would be. I could. Creepy. You could. Well, oh we God. could because yeah. we're like friends with her. But I feel like if people follow you enough, they yeah, think they're you're right. You yeah, and they you're hear right. you all the time. Yeah. It's just so weird to know that a stranger Someone could know your recognize. voice. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, please no. I'm good. Oh I can like hear I can hear the Colorado in it. I can oh. hear the Nebraska in it, that West no. Coast twang. I can also hear just like a slur of focus language here and there. <laughs> that you will hear. <laughs> she just owned that one. Everything we else actually like call past, that past. We call that Focanese. You can just hear a little bit of that. I love uh, that. And like all mixed together, that is Mari Wagner. Oh, not Wagner anymore. How do you no, say no. it? Wait, it no, is no, it is Wagner. Wagner. Now it is Wagner. <laughs> Mari like, Wagner. <laughs> but in all honesty, okay, um, I haven't legally changed my name and I've been married for two years. So that's oh. the tea. <laughs> No, it's not really Wagner yet. So So what's your excuse? My excuse is that when we got married within the first year, we had a lot of travels. We traveled internationally Mm. to Mexico, to Europe. And it was like the whole passport thing. I was like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that was the first year. Year two, um, you know, we were busy. (laughs) Your dude just kind of happened. Your dude just happened. So, but it's my goal this summer, although we are going to Mexico again. So maybe I should do it after that. Yeah, you should. Passports stress me out. I would just wait to the last possible minute to take that on. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal for this year. Yeah. That's my excuse too. It's the passport situation. Oh, you haven't changed your name? Wait. Oh Oh, my gosh. I feel so much better. Well, well, I have, I feel like I have a little deeper excuse. I have a government issued, it's called a no fee passport and Mm -hmm. it's specifically to kind of like my visa to stay in Japan. And that is like impossible to get republished. You have a legit (laughs) excuse. So I cannot until we move out of Japan in a few years. So (laughs) got it. Got it. All fine. All fine. Well, we'll pretty sure I went the first Oh, I'm pretty sure I went the first weekend we moved to San Diego. I was like running to the DMV. I was like, I'm going to be here for eight hours, but I don't even care. And it ended up taking like 10 seconds. So really, but I wasn't doing anything fun or exciting. I wasn't traveling anywhere. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't living in Japan half the year. So that's fair. (laughs) But like my excitement's over with now. And I know I'm going to just drag my feet when we, when like Mm. we're done with Japan, you know, it's kind of like the excitement of like, I'm going to change my name now. It's like, I just. I just tell people my name's changed. It's fine. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I put Wagner everywhere. So yeah. I feel like even when it comes around to like actually doing it, I'm going to be like, 
it does this really make a difference right even though mari wagner and cecilia brennan don't actually exist (laughs) yeah (laughs) someone could take my identity before i've even taken my identity Gosh. Okay, we're going to introduce Mari after our heck yeses and heck noes. But while you're listening, go ahead and stalk her Instagrams. Mari, do you want to say your Instagram handles? Yeah. So my personal one is at West Coast Catholic. And then our shop account is at shop.wcc. There you go. So go ahead while you're listening, because I know you're also on your phone scrolling while listening. You can just while take driving. A look. Yep. Click a follow. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's do all of it at the same time. Um, <laughs> Mari, you want to start off with your heck yes? Ooh, yes. So I'm going to have to send this podcast episode to my best friend because she's going to be excited for the shout out. But two months ago, <laughs> I visited my best friend in Oregon. She recently got engaged and I went out there to like spend some time with her, take her engagement photos. Mm-hmm. And we went boutique like shopping and I found this dress that I like absolutely fell in love with but it was like over the budget and I was like I can't do it and I was like for once I'm gonna be responsible I'm not gonna buy it (laughs) I spent all the money to come out here and this week I got a package in the mail from her with the dress that I fell in love with and in a little like cute like love note thank you card of just like thanks for coming out to visit and taking our pictures because I didn't charge her she's my best friend and she was like this is just a little thank you for taking her pictures and so I'm did you cry I would have cried I I got teary-eyed like I'm like that is I never thought that I was like a gifts person like a you know I'm talking about love languages no shame if you are but I every time I get something like this I like feel like I'm more and more of a gifts person just like the thought of like somebody being intentional and thinking of me yeah it made me so emotional I was right like, you're the best <laughs> and you really well, wanted so it cute. and you did you did the right thing you walked away from it and it still came back to you and you're like Jesus so rewards great. us <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, wait, all of our friends are just getting shout outs this week. Cause mine was going to be just, I had a girlfriend who drove from 45 minutes away to come watch the girls. So I could go to a doctor's appointment and I, and she wouldn't let me pay her. I was like, I joked weeks ago, like if you're available, we pay this much an hour. And she was like, okay, well like whatever we'll see. And I, she wouldn't take any money today. I was like, please let me pay for gas at least. And she was like, no, 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 not taking any of that. If that was going to be like, if you were going to make sure that I left with money, I would never have come up. And I was like, okay, (laughs) but it's just so nice having friends that are just, they don't, they don't, and they won't accept anything in return. They just Mm -hmm. want to help you. And I feel like you don't find that very often anymore. It's like, oh, well, I'll do this and you'll do that. Or I'll give you like a deal or I'll, you know, whatever. But it's never just like complete free, free. generosity. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, wow, feeling very That's touched. So I didn't cry, but I was very touched. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet. So my hot guess is also about a new friend. Wow, guys, wow. look at us. We have friends. <laughs> Friends. Well, well, just wait. Oh, no. um, okay. <laughs> my new friend is a long last friend, but a new friend called Flying Tomato. It is a boutique um, online. <laughs> oh, it's God. a brand. I hate you. Clothing. Okay. So I've seen this brand before at like different 
kind of like one-off boutiques, like you were talking about Mari, like boutique shopping or whatever, mm-hmm. and how they like acquire brands. Um, yeah. <laughs> excuse me. So Flying Tomato is a brand that I've seen before, um, maybe like seven years ago. And I just remembered, cause I was like, this is such a weird name for a clothing store. So I like never forgot it, yeah. but I came across the brand again just the other day when I was looking for dresses for France. And I was like, wow, these are cute. Like they're real. Some stuff is like really, really bright and not totally my style, but other stuff is really cute. They don't really do neutrals, which is fine, but, um, yeah, their stuff is really fun. I feel like all their dresses are around 60 bucks. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a heck yes. They're so cute. I'm looking at them right now. I haven't bought anything for France yet, but sounds like you need to. I know. But yeah, aren't there stuff, aren't there, aren't there stuff cute? Aren't there stuff cute? Okay, now (laughs) I have to look it up. Their stuff is cute. It is very bright. So it's like, okay, some stuff I could get behind and some stuff I'm like, I Uh prefer a sad beige life. So, you know, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But they have like some, okay, there's one dress that I'm scared to shout it out because then it's just going to be sold out when I go to buy it. You have done this before. Okay, I will say it. Um, (laughs) It's called Spring's Finest Woven Dress. And it's not something I would usually buy because it's so like rainbowy. But I don't know what it is about it. I think it's the sleeves and the collar that I I love a collar that I'm like, this is the dress for me. If there was going to be a dress on this website, though, this is what I would pick for you, I think. Because of the collar and the waist. Yeah, the yeah, it's the collar. Uh huh. And if there's a place you should be wearing it, it's definitely France. Yeah, exactly. So, so everyone, have fun purchasing it. (laughs) Have fun stocking your new favorite friend. And I'm I'm not a fan of the name though. Yeah, but it sticks. So it's like it does. Like probably the reason why I remember because I'm like, oh, rotten tomatoes. Oh, flying tomato. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's such an ugly name. But anyways, so yeah, that's my heck yes. My yes. or Mar- Mario, what's your heck no? My heck no is that uh landscaping is kind of a pain. Mm, this is yep. just like adult life problems. <laughs> Pretty boring, honestly. <laughs> but um our house, the backyard is all dirt because it's like a new build neighborhood. And so like none of the backyards are done and it's just dirt and mud and we have to like do it all ourselves. And I was telling CC this earlier, but the HOA has literally like a 60 page document of all the requirements and all the, like what you should get, what you shouldn't get. They have a list of exact like plants and tree types and types of grass and the percentage of grass that your backyard can be and all this stuff. And they're not paying for it. Okay. So we have to pay for it. So we're doing a lot of DIYing back here and it's been, it's been fun, but it's been a lot of work. We like dug up these trenches. We've done our own like sprinkler system. We put our own sod in. We're literally doing everything ourselves. Trey and I, whenever things get hard, we just like look at each other and we go, memory. (laughs) (laughs) Do it for the memory. (laughs) But yeah, the heck no is that we like put in this whole sprinkler system, tested it, and 
like it was working, but then we like, we like literally set it all up. And then we realized that like the sprinklers sucked. Like they said that they went 15 feet, but like I stood at the 15 feet mark and I'm feeling like, sure, a couple droplets of water, but this, the grass is not getting soaked. So we literally had to go back to Home Depot, return them, get new ones. Right. And this means you have to like dig it all up, take them out, reinstall, re refill the trenches, all that good stuff. So so when process. you dig it up, does it mean that you also have to like lift up the sod again that you put down? Luckily, no. We like dug trenches around the sod and the size of our grass is like small enough to where if we have a bunch on the perimeter, like all the insides will be covered. Oh, so we didn't okay. have to go like in the middle of the grass. Yeah. Okay. Brilliant. Nice. Brilliant. Nice. Yeah. But um, our goal is to have it all done by June 1st so that we can enjoy it all summer and have wow. people over and just chill yeah yeah can you even let your dog out there no not yet which sucks because he's used to like having a backyard and we have to like like walk him on a leash every time (laughs) yeah do you guys have to have is that like an HOA one of the many rules like you have to have a fence if you're gonna let your dog out back or something or would he just bolt um he would bolt for sure he's done it before we have a huge dirt hill like couple like yards away (laughs) if you like see on my stories you'll see and he has like gone to the base of that hill and we've had to like run through the mud after him so eventually we're gonna get a fence um it seems like our neighbors that just like the houses next to us just sold and the HOA is like paying for their fence which they didn't pay for ours so you know that's cool (laughs) so slowly the fence will get put in um we might just get like an invisible collar so like we can just Mm. let him out and he can't just like go past the property line yeah yeah Mm -hmm. totally yeah wow also i would be so i would be so salty about the deal that they struck with the neighbor of getting a fence because fences are freaking expensive i know but i mean in the end we'll be mooching off both their sides and uh-huh. since we're on the we're on the edge of the neighborhood with open space, there's a chance that they might just build like a whole perimeter around the neighborhood, like a fence there. So we might not uh-huh. have to pay for any of the fence. It'll just be a while before it comes in, but I don't really care. Yeah, whatever. It'll get <laughs> it'll get done at some point. <laughs> <laughs> right now you're on sprinklers. <laughs> yeah, right now is sprinklers. We just finished that. This weekend will be all gravel, so that'll be a whole new thing, but we'll get there Megan what what about you Meg what's your heck no uh my heck no is that I feel like my palate has changed since becoming an adult slash a housewife where it's like okay it can either be fast food or it needs to be made entirely from scratch like if it's anything in between like if it's some weird refrigerated just reheat for 15 minutes marinated brisket it ends up tasting like sandpaper or if it's like canned tomato prego sauce in a lasagna or an Italian dish I can taste it. And I'm like, this is bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> this is stuff I grew up on, you know? And I, I'm like, it's one or the other. It can't be in the middle. And so like tonight I made the marinated brisket from Aldi's. That was just like in a refrigerated pouch. And I was like, oh, this will be good. And it was so bad. And the texture was weird. And I was just, mm-hmm. I ended up throwing I didn't throw up, but I spit out a lot of <laughs> little gag, gag, little gag. Yeah, totally had that. And then I ended up, we didn't have any fresh vegetables. So then I used canned peas because Avery's been stocking her pantry with canned stuff since COVID. Who so I was peas? like, just, who no one, decided no to one, get, but, but I thought maybe the girls would and Jeannie did, Carrie did not. 
So I was like, oh, I'm making Jeannie's some a sucker. She's a tank. She'll be whatever. <laughs> um, the only decent thing was the mashed potatoes that I made, but it was because they were homemade. And I was like, this is my life now. So now yeah. I'm eating Auntie Anne's and Jamba Juice. But I was like, wow, I spent an hour, quote unquote, making dinner. And it was terrible. So that sucks. That's my heck no. And then my arm is right now burning. I whacked it on the stairs really hard <laughs> on my way up to record this. And my arm is on fire right now. So that's fine. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun time i'm hungry and my arm is on fire (laughs) there's something about stanley for support i'm going to sip on my drink now for all we know there's jamba juice in there so no it's downstairs freezing because when they delivered it it was liquid and i was like what is this it was another texture thing i'm huge on textures if you guys can't tell but i was like i ordered a smoothie not a whey protein not milk a soup drink. yeah <laughs> literally I could shake it around and I was like nope freezer so hopefully it's perfect after this but I was gonna say there's something so attractive about pre-made food at Aldi I don't know but it never tastes good <laughs> no. I agree I give it a chance every time and it's always so bad but I think it's because I'm like, well, they're like the ugly sister of Trader Joe's and Trader it's, Joe's it's has a great pre-made food. <laughs> yes, it's true. So you feel like, well, I think I could trust it. And yeah. it's a deal. So you're like, well, even if it's bad, they're like, pizza whatever. though. Aldi has like a cauliflower pizza and it's just like covered, like it's not in a box. It's like covered with plastic wrap. Yeah. And it's typically like yeah. in the beginning of their store by their fruit. That's where the brisket was. Okay. I know what you're talking it. about. Their <laughs> cauliflower pizza is so dang good though. It's so good. So dang so, good. So dang. So what in the dang heck good. <laughs> so what in the dang good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my heck no Number one, nightmares. I've been having nightmares every single night this week. And they're like terrible nightmares to the point where I'm like, Patrick is sleeping in the nightmare. So I can't wake him up. I hate that. Oh, no, no, no. I hate those. And I think it's just because I've been having sugar, like we've been going to get ice cream before bed. And And then when I wake up, I I wake up to work at like midnight. Then I like grab a peppermint patty. I'm like, I just need to start eating chocolate to stay awake right now. There you go. <laughs> My so, head yeah. immediately went to spiritual warfare because me you too. Guys are I was like separated, you, you and Cece's like, no, I'm 100 doing this to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. My- I think. Oh man. So I mean, I'm not even going to share the, the nightmares because they're just. No, you'll give me nightmares. People would think differently about me. Also, (laughs) there's there's, last night when we were going to get ice cream, I went. So if anyone follows Full M House on Instagram, I'm pretty sure that's their handle. Mari, do you follow them? them? No. Caleb and what is it? Caleb and- Kelsey. Kelsey, I love them so much. That's the only page that I follow that Avery enjoys watching too. (laughs) Same. Full M house. And they just did one and it was like close talking arguments. And the one where you're like, yes. And Patrick and I like always do that anyways, but I went, but now we're like doing it obsessively because. (laughs) (laughs) And so I like, before I like, because he had a beer, so he couldn't drive. It's like a 
on base situation law. And so I went to, I like put the car in reverse and I like went to go really close to him and say something. And I forgot he had a hat on. It was like, (laughs) and so (laughs) there's like a big, like kind of like bloody bump right here. Dang it. it. Dang it. What in the dang heck? What in the dang no? What in the (laughs) dang it? (laughs) So yeah, anyways, that's my hang no. But Megan, you want to just tell for for those losers who don't know who Mari is. <laughs> CC. <laughs> Loser. No, I'm kidding, but not kidding. Do you want to tell them who Mari is and just what she's about? Well, okay, so I feel like I would take like a really personal take on it and just be like, Mari's the best. We love Mari so much. And I want Mari <laughs> to explain like her brand and like who what West Coast Catholic is about and how it started and like where they are now. Well, how long have we known Mari? 17 years. I'm kidding. (laughs) I I knew you before you knew me. I'm 2019. I know. I feel like it was the same year I found found, found you, Cece. Um, That's like Because I feel like it was like Seek, right? Like 2018, yeah. Okay. What is that? 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. Five years. Oh, oh my, my gosh. That's a significant amount of time. Yeah. Good job, ladies. Here so yeah, go. as you guys know, we only have like friends on the pod when people like just have people pitch like different guests who are like coming out with books and stuff. I'm like, but we don't know them. <laughs> we can't <laughs> vet for them. <laughs> oh, well, this makes me feel special. <laughs> but yeah, do you want to just, I mean, not necessarily like credentials, like I graduated from here, but just kind of give yourself an intro of like where you are now, lifestyle, you know, season yeah. of life, things like that. I love it. I love the cash intro. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, I'm Mari Wagner. I'm a, the, the official part, right? I'm a Catholic content creator, founder of West Coast Catholic, which is a popular Catholic lifestyle brand that started with just rosaries and has expanded to much more than that. She's being um, modest. It's the number one Catholic <laughs> lifestyle brand. You, but- it's the Magnolia <laughs> for Catholics essentially like that is what I've always said (laughs) I love that so much um yeah I'm married to my best friend Trey we met in college started our business in college got married right out of college and we've just gone on a lot of adventures together he is he's literally the best um we just recently moved to Colorado like literally three months ago so we're in a huge transition of life of just like putting down new roots, um, making a whole house, a whole brand new house, feel like home again, meeting new people, Mm -hmm. trying to cultivate community, trying to figure out routines and like where we go grocery shopping, like all that kind of stuff. So definitely feel like in the midst of a lot of newness happening, um, Mm -hmm. which can be difficult, but also like refreshing of just like, okay, like old, old habits can die and like, we can start anew. So I'm, I feel like I'm in like a yeah, kind of like spring, just like rain yeah. showers, but blooming at the same time. <laughs> and about a year ago, I finally went full time with West Coast Catholic and it has been awesome. Um, life is just like so much better working on what the Lord is actually calling me to do, my passion um, of creating these products to bring people to the Lord. So for those of you who don't know, like the mission of West Coast Catholic, our mission is to help people experience a foretaste of heaven. 
Um, and we do this through modern intentionally designed home and lifestyle products and prayer tools. So mm-hmm. yeah, to break that down a little bit, cause sometimes it's like, okay, what do you mean experience heaven? Like, how do we literally do that? Um, heaven is pretty much the experience of like perfect communion with the Lord. And we can have that on earth, like through prayer, through our relationship with Jesus. Um, but sometimes we need a little push. I feel like, you know, like we need something to bridge that gap. Um, so I have found in my, in my life, like beauty has done that for me and like beauty Mm -hmm. has drawn me to the Lord to come to know his heart. Um, and so at West coast Catholic, essentially like we don't believe that we're just selling a product. We believe that we're selling like an experience that will allow people to encounter Christ. It's so true. Beautiful. Cece and I were literally just talking the other day about something we're planning for the girls going to France. And we we're like, it's a full on experience. Like it's the whole package. And that is literally like you get anything from West Coast Catholic in the mail. And it's like, the box is cute. The sticker closed, like that closes the box is cute. It opens up and it's cute. <laughs> And there's another little wrapper to open and it's all really <laughs> cute and branded. And it's like literally a full on experience. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. You try. No, I, love I can the, tell. <laughs> I love the idea of heaven on earth because that's how I would describe like the sacrament of marriage is yes. like the wedding mm-hmm. feels like heaven on earth, even though it's such like a earthly thing <laughs> but it, it's like it's actually heaven meeting earth almost yeah. during yeah. that moment yeah. and so what are the tools that can bring you back to that sacrament for me or bring you back to different moments or different I, I don't know spiritual moments where you felt like there was heaven on earth um and a lot of times for me like I need something beautiful to remind me of that beautiful mm-hmm. moment Um, and if it's a rusty, crusty old rosary, sorry, our blessed mother, but it's just not doing it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So sometimes you need to have a beautiful thing in your hand or a beautiful, you know, whatever it is sitting on your coffee table to remind you of the beauty of heaven on earth. So Yeah, yeah. And to attract you to it. I feel like we, we all know this, like, although people do say like they're and I hope it's true, like a revival of our church coming back and like the younger generations, like we do know that our generation struggles so much with the faith. And I feel like that's, this is just a way that like, we're trying to meet them where they're at. Like we're so, and not in necessarily a bad way, but like attracted to aesthetic and beauty and like the look of something and like a whole brand, like we want to brand our whole life, you know? And it's this like attraction to beauty. So I'm like, if this is a way that we can meet the culture where it's at and evangelize in a way where it's like, yeah, this is the modern Catholic girl brand. Like this is beautiful. Like you can just have it in your home and feel Mm -hmm. like you are still cool and aesthetic and on brand for your life, but then can also like bring in like the roots and truth of your Catholic faith. Like that's that's the win. Mm-hmm. I think that every time I use your glass, um, I don't know what it's called, but in my head, I'm thinking glass tumbler. tumbler. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's tumbler with a gold straw. Every, like that is my cup. I don't love it pour it for Avery or Carrie. I'm like, no, that's my cup for my special drink at lunch. (laughs) It's going to be my moment. Good. (laughs) Speaking of heaven on earth and your wedding day, Cece, um, literally (laughs) when everyone at the very end of the day was singing a part is a parting glass. Yeah. Like in a circle and you two were in the middle. Anytime I'm feeling sad. Just smacking. 
Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> you know, anytime I'm feeling sad, I think about you and Patrick smacking in the middle. No, um, I, <laughs> I pull up that video of everybody in the room singing along to this like classic nostalgic Irish song. And I'm like, that is literally like, yep, that's heaven. Like heaven met earth in that moment of the whole room was just filled with it. And uh, yeah, that's just, it's exactly what I think of. So speaking of weddings, White Lily Weddings is one of our sponsors and they are a Catholic wedding planning and management company. So they have a team of Catholic wedding planners all over the U.S. There's like eight of them. Um, and they're dedicated to creating holy marriages modeled after Mary and Joseph, which is why, what the Lily stands for. Um, they offer regular planning packages, but then they also can meet your budget, which is really um, encouraging because I feel like with wedding vendors, a lot of the time they're just like, nope, it's this or the highway. <laughs> and so they're very generous um, in understanding as far as what your needs are and what your budget is. And you guys can all get a second day of coordinator, complimentary second day of coordinator when you mention heck yes in the how did you hear about us section on their inquiry form. form. So check them out on Instagram at white.lily.weddings and then all the links to their website and everything else are in our show notes. But if you are getting married, Cece said it before, I never had one and I have regrets, get a wedding planner and <laughs> check them out. Best decision you will, sorry, need to go closer. Best decision you'll ever make. <laughs> Other than marrying the person that you want to spend yeah, the rest this of your like life second. with. Yeah, this like second. Second to that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So Mari, let's just start with the whole kind of topic of this episode is going to be Marion. <laughs> um, yeah. So let's start with your specific relationship with Mary and then CC and I can touch on ours um, over time and like where it is now. Yeah, totally. First, I feel like we should like set the scene though the of like, yes, the problem, like what, why does that even why, matter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. Oh, why does Mary matter? No, no, mm -hmm. like the relationship. Well, yeah. The like, yeah, oh. why is yeah, you know what I fair. mean? Fair, fair. No, I think it's true because I don't think a lot of well, one non-Catholics for sure don't know, and then anyone that's Catholic likely doesn't know, other than the fact that it's like, well, if I love my best friend, I'm gonna honor their mom. So, true. like and that's I like as far like, as it goes, kind of thing. And I think a good thing to touch on is. So like I did this whole survey. I mean, I, I recognize this in my years of ministry and like my past like two years of doing focus ministry, but then like online as well. Like mm -hmm. so, so many people are just intimidated and like don't have a relationship with Mary because they just like don't know where to start and they're just scared. So I think it's good to yeah. touch on like the problem of like, I don't know, have either of you guys ever had like a, like a, a problem Mary. I just like, never, away. I was never, I never had a problem with her. It was just like, you honor her, like you honor any other authority figure or adult kind of thing. Like the whole honor your parents and honor yeah. whatever. And so I always honored her and I always backed her up. Like when people are like, you guys worship sure. Mary. I was like, no, the heck we don't. But that was like, as far as it went. And then I always sure. kind of felt bad. So I was like, well, I'm like getting super passionate about backing her up. But, but do like, I know her personally? Yeah. Do I have a relationship with her? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and I don't know why that is like, I, yeah, I don't know. And I'm curious because I'm raising kids now. So I'm like, tell me more about a relationship with Mary and how I can cultivate with that, them cultivate that in them now. Um, yeah. so yeah, I think, um, do you want to set the scene? Yeah. So 
I'm trying to figure out where I want to go. I think it can be intimidating because there's like, you go into a Catholic church and there's statues of her or she's in stained glass and such, but she's actually not really mentioned in the mass. Mm. Um, it's not like you just stop and say the Hail Mary after the Our Father mid-mass, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and oftentimes a homily doesn't, isn't focused on her. Um, and so she feels like this obscure character that you know people who are obsessed with her and then you also know people who hate the idea of her. And so it's this weird parallel if you don't have a personal relationship with her, um, that you just are like, I'm neutral kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like for me, I had a really hard time developing a relationship with Mary because I grew up with all men. So Mm -hmm. the idea of being like, Oh yeah. Our blessed mother. Like I didn't know how to have a relationship with an adult, like a like an older woman figure. (laughs) It wasn't something that came naturally to me. Um, And so I think you take like people who have daddy issues, a lot of times have a hard time growing close to Jesus. And it's the same way with Mary. Um, So I, I totally understand. And, you know, Protestants will say it was actually really interesting. So George Farmer, who's Candace Owens' husband, and um, Allie Beth Stuckey had a debate. Um, It was like a two-part series on Candace Owens' show, and it was incredible. It was just a very graceful debate. But Allie Beth Stuckey is a political commentator, and she's a Calvinist Baptist. Um, George Farmer was a Protestant turned Catholic, and he's incredibly intellectual and great to listen to. But what they were saying is he was like, okay, how would you consider Mary? And she was like, well, I guess the mother of Jesus. And he was like, I guess this is kind of off, but he was like, well, actually <laughs> part of the, part of the documents that Protestants say, say they accept acknowledge Mary as the mother of God. <laughs> so there's mm-hmm. like such a dis, um, illusionment almost to Mary where people don't know where they stand based on the religion or they don't know what is right Mm. and wrong or or like what's legal or allowed or however you want to say it um but the reality is I think the best way to look at it in simplest form is like if you're dating a dude or whatever you're getting to know a guy where are you going to find the most information about him it's going to be from his mother and why wouldn't you go ask his mother to learn more about him, to grow mm-hmm. in relationship with him? And the same way that we would say like, oh, Megan, Mari, can you pray for me? Like, can you pray for yeah. like, you know, you guys are married. Like I have a problem with marriage. Can you pray for me? You know, because you guys are in marriages, right? Um, is the same way that we would be like, Mary, can you pray for me? Because we yeah. believe that it no matter if you're dead or alive, you're still in communion with the church and people in community can communicate. And, um, with Mary, we can ask her to pray for us. And because she is in heaven, she has a high seat in heaven because she literally is the mother of God. (laughs) She can bring (laughs) our requests to God. We know she is in heaven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so when we ask her to pray for us, it's, although people can say like, you have a direct line to Jesus, but it's a different relationship with Mary. Um, yeah. so I don't know anything to add to that setting the scene. That was great, man. <laughs> She's like, I have nothing signing off. Good night. <laughs> no, I think that was so good because I think, especially what you're saying at the beginning, I feel like will resonate with a lot of people of just like this neutral ground of like not even knowing where to stand. And I think a lot of people want, like they want to know her. And I would say most Catholics don't feel like they don't want to know her. Like they want to know her. And it's just this like fear, intimidation, or like at a loss of just like, I don't even know where to start or yeah. Like they didn't have a good relationship with their mom or their grandma or like a good uh, female figure in their life. So they're just like, I don't even know how this is supposed to like, how does how is she supposed to like act in my life like what part does she play in my life like just like a lack of knowledge um so yeah yeah yeah, those are my thoughts (laughs) well then what's your what's your specific relationship or like story with Mary throughout Mm -hmm. your life yeah I feel like mine's a bit unique um so for those that don't know I I was born in Colombia South America my whole family is Colombian and in general, the Hispanic culture tends to be very devoted to Mary, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And so my grandma, like a really great Hispanic grandma, like that is one of the biggest things she instilled with me from a young age. Um, she taught me a lot about my faith, but especially to love um, and honor Mary. And so I always grow, grew up like knowing that like, yeah, that she was Jesus's mom, that she was like my mom. Like I'm pretty sure my parents told me that like, like Mary's your mom in heaven, you know, or, or if they didn't, like, I just had it instilled in me. Um, and I've shared like the longer form of this story on my Instagram several times, but later when I was 13, my parents took me out on this, like father, daughter, mother date, like (laughs) oldest daughter date. Um, to tell me more about how like they conceived me out of wedlock and how they chose to proceed with the pregnancy when they considered abortion and how Mary actually like played a, played a role in my mom's decision to move forward with her pregnancy um, through like an answered prayer. And mm-hmm. when my parents told me that I like from then on, like my relationship with Mary, it just felt like it could never be harmed from then. Like I fully, fully believed in my heart. Like Mary saved my life. Like Mary Mm -hmm. saved my mom from aborting. And essentially through that, like gave me the opportunity to come into the world um, and have this life that the Lord desired for me. And very much since that moment, I always have felt that like, she is my mother. Um, Yeah. So yeah, so she, she's been present in my life in many ways um, ever since I was little. And specifically the image of the Madonna of the streets um, has always been in my room. I think my mom said that like a friend of hers gave it to her while she was pregnant. So it was up in my room, um, like since before Mm. I was born. And, and it's one of those images that like follows me around and is like that little confirmation that I know of like, okay, like Mary's with me, she's interceding for me. Like, this is where, Mm -hmm. this is where I'm supposed to be right now. I love that. I love that painting so much. It's one of my mom's favorites too. And somehow I don't have it in my house. So here I and go. And Mari, you have, um, you have interviewed your mother, right? On West Coast Catholic. That interview yeah. is great to watch everyone. 
Yeah, we recently did it when we launched our Madonna Rosary, um, which has like a pro-life cause attached to it. So if you scroll back, it was posted like in November. My mom shares the whole story from her perspective and what it was mm-hmm. like to go through that decision of just like being pregnant at the time, like she was very loosely Catholic, like not very practicing, which is the only reason why she actually considered um, abortion. And it's very moving to hear her talk about it. That's so cool. Megan, what about you? Any like personal? None until I really became a mom. It was just like, she, it was the same thing as saints, I guess. She was on the same playing field as saints. Like I knew them. I knew I could pray to them. I knew I could read about them, learn about them kind of honor them um for like living a holy life but there was no like personal relationship I didn't I mean I remember talking to my guardian angel a lot growing up I don't remember talking to Mary Mm -hmm. um so nothing particular with Mary until I became a mom and then I started to associate with her a bit more and like I've talked about it on here before and on Instagram before but the Pieta and her being detached enough to understand that this is not her son first. Um, and that has been just always in my brain. So in regards to motherhood, I've started to associate with her more, but I still feel like the personal relationship aspect could just be better. Like it just, Jesus just comes so easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't know. I'm here to learn tonight. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love that you like say that so honestly, because I think so many people resonate with you. And I think more than we think don't actually have a relationship with Mary, which is why we're having this whole conversation in the first place. Yeah. Um, I recently did a survey on my Instagram through like a Google form that like almost 400 women filled out and over 50%, like, I think it was like 52 or 53% of them answered either. Like, I literally don't know Mary at all. Or like, I just feel intimidated and don't know where to start. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. Not me in, (laughs) make it 54%. (laughs) Well, also like the, like admitting that too. So I'm sure there's even more than that. Mm -hmm. True, true, true. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. I just want like everybody to like feel what I feel of just like Mary is literally your mom. Like it's just brought me so much comfort in my life to know that like Mary, the mother of God is, is constantly interceding for me and vouching for me and like rooting for me and protecting me. Like, and she does that for everybody, you know? Yeah. Yeah, She's a protector. Mm -hmm. Well, and I was going to say, now that I'm thinking about it too, I am wondering how much of it relates to like only now am I starting to grow in this like ability to be emotionally open and like present and like honest and physically the same way like I just was not an emotional kid we were not a physical touch family and so all those things that you typically associate with your mother Mm -hmm. not that I have a bad relationship with my mom at all but that just wasn't the way our relationship was and so maybe that's why there's like a disconnect because it's like what do you mean Mary's like my mom and I can just go to her and cry like I would to a mom because I never did that to my mom (laughs) yeah maybe that's why too which goes back to what you said Cece um about like well if you don't really have that kind of relationship then what do you do with Mary (laughs) totally totally and in um 
oh gosh, am I going to butcher this? Book of John, I'm assuming, because he tells John when he's <laughs> with Jesus, when he's on the cross and he yeah. like entrusts his mother to John, he's like, behold your mother and, yeah. you know, Mary, behold your son. Like that moment is huge. That's like institutional right. of just like Jesus being like, this is your mother now, you know? And like Mary, yeah. but these are your children. Like they're entrusted to you and like, you know, to your protection and your love and your care and your, your, your nurturing, like they need you. That's right. what kind of like cracks me up almost like a, ha- like laughing in insanity kind of thing, because <laughs> like Protestant, it's like sola scriptura, right? Oh, yeah. We believe mm-hmm. literally what the Bible says. We don't believe in tradition or in um church authority or yeah like what comes along with that but then there's things from the bible it's like this is my body (laughs) no 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 that's a symbol this is your mother no 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 that's just john's mother like this is it's like things like that i'm like okay please enlighten me yeah yeah please be consistent (laughs) that's that's funny though because sort of about Protestants, but also just about that specific scripture. Like that is what I would use all the time to back it up to them. Like you guys look, she literally get, they give us her as our mother and I would mm-hmm. back her up all the time, but it was more of like a, like a factual, like, I know this, but it wasn't like a heart thing of like, I yeah. know this, you know? So yeah. there's, there's the disconnect there. Cause it's like, yeah, I'll back her up all day. Do we talk often? No, not really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah. So I've, I have a, I've had pretty profound moments with Mary. Um, I feel like I know her personality probably more than Jesus, to be honest. Like, like, I feel like I know her tendencies or like the, um, patterns in how she reacts. Um, oh my gosh. I, I don't know how to describe that, but I guess the main thing um, would be protector. And I do go through phases of like, oh, I have extremely profound spiritual moments that all surround her. Or then I go through phases where I'm like, okay, I'm not ready to go deep. I'm going to ignore Mary until I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of this like ebb and flow, which I wouldn't recommend, but that's just the (laughs) reality. That's just the nature of spiritual life, the ebbs and flows. Yeah. Yeah. That's just how it is. But, um, she's been the source for, for those of you don't know, my father raised me. Um, and so, um, Mary has been the source of healing for just Mm. my past. And I would get, I've gotten like really frustrated with Mary before, Um, But to me, she is comforting. And when I call her, I can feel where she is. And um, in traumatic moments in my life growing up, I would be so angry with Jesus being like, why weren't you there? Like, where were you? You know, and on, I guess a good example is on my pilgrimage to Italy two years ago, traumatic pilgrimage, to be honest. Um, (laughs) it was quite terrible for me. I was sick the entire time, but I had, um, I have like bad memory issues. And during that time, my, like two years ago, my memory was like extremely declining to the point of short-term memory. And, um, 
I had a priest, Father Crow, who's actually been on this podcast. We were together Mm -hmm. in Italy and in different churches with different relics and such. Story could go on forever, but um, he was praying for the healing of my memory in a lot of these places. And in a lot of those moments during the, like, while he was praying over me to heal, there was so many moments, like memories that Mary had brought back and showed me exactly where she was in the scene of the memory. And these were lost memories from my past. Um, but the way she protected me from these memories until she, until I was ready and open for her to heal them. And the way that Jesus healed them, well, not Mary healing them, but the way that I was ready for Jesus to heal them was not to show me, oh, I was here because you were asking this whole time where I was in those memories, but to show you where my mother was and your mother was in these memories, because all these traumatic memories happen to do with your, your birth mother, mm-hmm. but I'm here mm-hmm. to show you where Mary was in ever in all these different scenes where she was in the room. I can like picture the pillows on my bed, like so specific to where she was and heal those memories. And she has taught me empathy. She has taught mm-hmm. me, she's given me the gift of compassion Two things that I've really struggled with. Same. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and I know as well that she was the reason why I felt the need to save myself for marriage because I wasn't catechized. Like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't even know the word catechism until I was 19. Like I didn't know any of, you know, church teaching. I just knew that it was kind of like a Catholic joke or I heard it in a movie of like, you save yourself for marriage when you're Catholic. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like kind of like, oh yeah, Catholics, they're prudes kind of thing. Yeah. And so I don't know, there was just something in me that a lot of my friends like, oh yeah, like my mom put me on birth control or my mom told me that, yeah, it's totally fine if I have sex, as long as like we use protection. And a lot of my friends, they were having these conversations with their mother and I didn't have that conversation. And so I just remembered like, okay, well, I guess I'm Catholic. I don't really know what to do. No one's having this conversation (laughs) with me. I guess I'll just like be the prude that I'm supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. But looking back, I'm like, no, Mary stepped in and whether I recognized it or not, she was my mother in those decision made in that decision. She Um, had that convo with you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just didn't know it. (laughs) I just didn't know it. And, um, she has been a protector, um, in so many ways. So yeah, yeah, that's just, cliff notes version but not everyone needs to have like profound spiritual moments to have a relationship with mary i guess true and i think so. that's probably one of my hardest things sometimes is hearing like i had a focused missionary once tell me like well megan what's your testimony and i was like what like <laughs> i don't have one i was never depressed i never had my parents never divorced like nothing hugely traumatic ever happened to me I had no come to Jesus moment, no reversion, none of that. And so it's the same thing when you hear like Mari, your story or Cece, your moments with Mary, where it's like, okay, yeah, literally she's just been consistently bland my whole life. Like, I don't know, you know, I appreciate your honesty has been just like, "Mm -hmm, yep, she's there. Cool. You know, this whole time. 
And I think maybe that in itself can be intimidating because it's like, do I wait for something? Is something supposed to happen? Like, I don't know. That she did Fatima once. Like, should I just like, you know, wait around for that to happen to me? Like, I she did know. Fatima once. <laughs> she made the sun dance. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, so, yeah. Well, I think that like your whole, she did Fatima once. Should I do that? You know, should I wait for that? Like, that's a great transition into like one of the ways I feel like people can learn more about Mary or like grow mm. a devotion to Mary is actually by learning about one of her major apparitions because they're like fascinating. First of mm-hmm. all, you know, they're just fascinating. And two, like these visionaries, like they're talking to Mary and they're writing down these messages and you can actually like, like hear the words that she's saying to the visionaries. And in so many of them, she calls them like my dear children. Like she addresses them as like my dear children, like a mother would. So that's like in, in installing and stating. Um, instilling, instilling. That's like instilling her motherly role in your life right off the bat. Plus like, you know, she, she usually comes with a mission for any of these apparitions. Like she has a mission in mind with her children in mind, like something to bring her children closer to the Lord. Like usually the times when she has appeared, there's been some sort of like worldly chaos going on, you know, like Fatima, Mm -hmm. huge war and Guadalupe, also a lot of bad stuff happening, like, you know, children's sacrifice and all that kind of stuff. Um, So she usually comes because she's like, oh my gosh, my children need me. Like, because she needs you to know the father, like not because she needs you to know her, but she's like, oh my gosh, like, I want you to know the father. I want you to be in heaven. Like I need to help you out. Um, right. So yeah, I would say like, this is a really, really good place to start. It's helped me a lot. Um, and I think it'll just help people like to come to know her a little bit more, like as a mother to know the stories of the different apparitions that have happened. And there's yeah. uh, so many Marian miracles and the apparitions are approved by the church, meaning they've have actually used non-Catholic investigators to investigate the miracles um, and they're fully verified. The only one that isn't verified that's currently going on is Medjugorje, but I would Mm -hmm. absolutely love to go to Medjugorje. I've heard nothing but great, great things. And the thing that really sold me because people are, oh, Medjugorje. I'm like, Cardinal Seurat is one of the greatest cardinals that has ever lived and is living and he is a big fan of Medjugorje (laughs) so I'm like he's a very conservative uh cardinal and I'm like if he is on board with this I am on board with this and the miracles that happen there are undeniable they're unreal I went to Medjugorje when I was studying abroad in college and it was like it was a dream I like I need to go back um but going off what you just said so anybody who wants to learn more about Medjugorje you need to read this book my heart will triumph I just finished it like a month ago mm-hmm. and it's written by one of the visionaries um Mergiana, I think is how you say her name and she writes her whole experience of like the past like 30 years of Mary appearing to her and like still going on today and one of the things she wrote in there that I was like oh if people are doubting like let this be something that helps you get on board is that JP two invited her to come to the, to the, to the, yeah, to the Vatican to talk to her about the apparitions. And he told her like that he fully supported them and that he, he fully like believed in them. And that he actually, after Fatima 
he prayed to Mary and was like, Mary, we have so much unfinished business. I can't do this alone. Like we Mm. need your help on earth. Like, please give us your help on earth. And like a month later, she, the Medjugorje uh, apparition started. And in, I didn't know that. Yeah. And in her messages in Medjugorje, she says, like, I'm the completion of Fatima. Like Fatima is like phase one of her big mission. And like Medjugorje is like phase two. And Pope John Paul II literally for fully, fully backed it. So I'm like, asked for it. <laughs> yeah, asked for it, which I'm like, wow, huge. And she right came there. and confirmed it. So huge there flex. we go, case sealed. <laughs> so legit. Oh, my word. Well, speaking of different Marian just miracles, <laughs> but so um, one of our new sponsors, Lovely Lady Linens. Um, everything is inspired by our ladies. So while I'm talking about this guys go on Instagram and it's lovely lady linens, L I N E N S, um, or go to their website, lovelyladylinens.com, and check this out. So, um, Therese is a mother attorney and owner of this business. And it's, I can't believe she lives in Alexandria, which is where I moved from. And every time I see that word, I just, um, souls and envy, but (laughs) but they have everything from like tablecloths to table runners, to napkins, to bedspreads, to pillow shams. Yeah. It is with her quilts. I want one. It's so (laughs) stunning. Like very classic. I guess the term would be cottage core. (laughs) Yes. Which we're all about right now. Right. And it's like the beautiful white and cream and it's just absolutely breathtaking. And as maybe you guys know, or don't know the color, there's a specific blue. That's like a Marian blue. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, she has, this is all like her own prints that lovely lady linens has come up with, but it's just stunning. Like all her products truly embodies the beauty to the home, Mari, just like you were talking about. And so absolutely check them out. You can get 15% off your order with heck 15, but check them out. They are just absolutely stunning and great gifts for any bridal shower, wedding, baby shower, home. Um, what is it when you have a home party? Oh, uh, when you have a new home warming, yeah, housewarming, housewarming party, (laughs) like perfect. So check about, okay. Do we have any, anything else on Mary and miracles or just like practicalities for how to get close to Mary? Yeah. I mean, have you guys ever done them? Uh, consecration 33 days to morning glory. So nope, good. because this is the most consistent thing I've ever done in my life is this podcast and this podcast alone. Okay, Meg, <laughs> this is where you're starting. This is where it starts. Okay, okay you so and I'm Avery need to do it right together. Now. Like you and Avery right. need to do it and do it. I'm like, both get a book and yeah. do it at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Like Mary okay. will no longer be bland white bread <laughs> to you. Like <laughs> seriously, I'm like, even, even me who like grew up, like thinking if she knew Mary, like when I first did the consecration, I was like, who is this woman? Like you learn <laughs> so, so much about like the theology of Mary and like mm. who she is and like who God created her to be. Not just like, oh, fearfully and wonderfully made, but like her like, oh my gosh, like this, the, her spouse, like the Holy spirit and how like yeah. she distributes all the graces. Like 
she she's amazing and you learn so much through the consecration so definitely that's your okay. starting point got it's it. called 33 days to morning glory there's multiple marian consecrations but um right. this one i recommend yeah this one i recommend for sure and you know i recommend that you do it with someone like cc was saying like with avery okay. i think accountability here is important because again, something consistent for this long, like is super yes. hard to keep up with. And even though it's like a page or two, it can still be hard to keep up with. And you can get really discouraged and be like, okay, well, I missed a day or two. Like just, mm. I gotta, I gotta stop, but you do it with someone have that accountability piece. It's more encouraging. I've had friends that like did it once or twice by themselves and then finally did it a third time with someone else. And it was like, okay, third time's a charm. Finally. Went yeah. Through so yeah, I need to do it again. It. You Me can too. consecrate your marriage. Like if you guys do it together, you could consecrate your marriage to Mary. Ooh. There's also yeah. consecration to the sacred heart by the same author. Morning glory. Good? Or no, because we got married on the sacred heart feast day. Oh, I, f- I forgot what it's called. They have 33 mercy. days. To- to- oh, merciful love. Merciful love. Yeah. And that's like through the spirituality of St. Therese. Okay. Yeah. Like you learn about St. Therese's spirituality to further know Jesus's like merciful heart and like divine mercy. Okay. And guys, it. what it is, it's like, I don't know, maybe 10 pages, not even a day. Oh no. It's, these ones are like two pages. Is it like two? Three, maybe. Okay. Yeah. And what there's like, reflections. Yeah. It's like, it's like questions? a, ref- it's like a written reflection. And at the end, I think there might be some questions mm-hmm. and I can't remember if you do, a, I think you might do a prayer every day or you do a prayer like at the very, very end of your consecration. But yeah, what the whole I'm point saying. is to like consecrate yourself on, and Megan, your anniversary is coming up. You guys should do this to mm-hmm. have it end on the sacred heart, which is your anniversary. That means- because typically you end the 33 days. So you start at 33 days before feast day. Yeah. Okay. Well, that means I'd be doing it in France. Mm. Well, you could mm. start it a little earlier, <laughs> then mm. take a break and then keep going. Or well, no, we like get back on the anniversary. Yep. You could oh. start it. You could start it. You could start it on a feast day. <laughs> new year, new consecration. That's true. Yeah. New because year, first consecrating, consecration. New year, first consecrating your marriage. <laughs> start on the day you, wait, we're, we're, we're getting back from France on your anniversary. Mm-hmm. Oh, lovely. I love, um, love everything about my life. <laughs> we planned that real well. It's okay. Okay. So do your husbands have like strong relationships with Mary? Does it affect you? Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. Yeah. I feel like Trey does. I think in general, I'm a lot more vocal about it. And about uh-huh. anything than as women is. are yeah <laughs> unless you <laughs> dig <laughs> yeah exactly so I'm like if you really asked him like he would probably tell you more yeah but I think I saw it come through a lot when we visited Lourdes last summer mm-hmm. I was like super pumped to go to Lourdes it was like a dream of mine it's a dream of ours to hit like every like Marian apparition site yeah. yeah and so I was so pumped about going to Lourdes and like he was excited too but like I just saw his devotion shine through when we were there and just like the way he led us in like praying with her and in like the healing baths and just like 
I don't know, something about his heart and his intentionality in, in being there through like the few days that we were there. I was like, oh my gosh, this man loves Mary so much. And it just like melted my heart just to see him like honor Mm. and love her. That's sweet. That's hot. It's like so hot when you find a man (laughs) who has a relationship with Mary, because you're like, there's something so masculine, but so intimate about yeah Yeah, like so like they have a good relationship with their mother like that's like endearing I don't know yes I also like for Avery he he came from the sphere of people who are like you worship her (laughs) and he that was one of the things that he was not super stoked about or sure of um but he totally believed in the Eucharist and was like well I guess I kind of got to get on board with everything else. Like I can't, can't walk away and find the Eucharist somewhere else. So I guess I'm going to have to like become friends with Mary or something. <laughs> um, and so now he, we've watched or we've been to, I don't remember. I think we went to it in person at a conference, but father Don Calloway, mm-hmm. he speaks about Mary often. He speaks about the rosary often. And those talks specifically, if you just YouTube them, you can find them. They're good. They're so good. And every time we listen to them, Avery's like, oh my gosh, yes. Yes. Say it louder for the people in the back. So I think it's growing, but I don't think it's, I mean, I'm the one who's been Catholic my whole life and there's nothing special that I'm showing about a relationship with Mary. So we're probably in dire need of the consecration Mary. So I'm excited for you guys. You <laughs> yeah, me too. You should like share your experience while you're doing yeah, it. Do yeah. I do that or the sacred heart one, you guys? No, Mary first. To do Mary first. Yeah. So like, Mary first. That's then... number one. Okay. Well, if I do Mary right now, it ends on June 13th, which is before France. And then I can come back from France and start another one. <laughs> oh my Order gosh. the books at least and see what you can handle. I was um, going to look up and see if there was a feast day on June 13th. That was Marian, but it's a, uh, it's St. Anthony. So. No oh, mind. well, bummer. Darn it. St. Anthony. So I should end it on, like, I should, is that like a thing you're supposed to end it on a Marian? Yeah. If day? you, if you get the book, like they have a whole table of like dates and feast Date. days. Okay. Recommend like you can start it whenever, but it's kind of nice to like commemorate your, your consecration with like a Marian feast day. That yeah, like out. me, I didn't end up on a feast day and I have no idea when my consecration was four year, five years ago. Mm. I have no idea the date. So I need to do it again. <laughs> Renew <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah I need to do it again. But oh, what I was going to say is my first date with Patrick, he, I don't even know how it came up, but he mentioned something about his relationship with Mary. And I think I like asked him further and he like explained to me a story that happened. And I was like, wow. I don't know if I'm in love with this man, but I'm in love with how he loves our blessed mother. Yes. (laughs) And I was like, wow, that's so attractive. I've never heard a man like open up about that or Mm -hmm. show that vulnerability or that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's not softness, but it is a little like soft in a good way. Like soft hearted a little bit. Yeah. And I was like, well, and it feels like, go ahead, Meg. You can keep raving about Patrick for a moment. Oh no, it's okay. Finish. I need to go forever. Just... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, I feel like Jesus is the easy one. Like if they, I mean, not the easy one, I guess, but like that's a standard. Like they love God or they love Jesus, and so then when they also pull out of their back pocket, like, oh, Mary means this much to me. It's like what you just got brownie points out of nowhere. 
<laughs> oh, like take my heart, it. marry me. Yeah. Be a baby, <laughs> all the things. <laughs> <laughs> Oh okay. God. Also, I mean, can we just talk about the rosary being such a big tool? Oh, to duh. How have we achieve a relationship with our blessed mother? <laughs> this the I love the rosary because I feel like it's like math. Like one plus one equals two. Like if yeah. you pray the rosary, like graces will come and your heart yeah. will change. Like it's just inevitable, even if you don't fully like believe it and like sure you need to have an open-heartedness but like Mary will work through it and it's also like like low-hanging fruit like like you know (laughs) the prayers like you don't have to come up with prayers you don't have to have this huge like yeah it's much easier than a consecration to pray one rosary you know Mm -hmm. it's it's written it's done for you but she in in all her apparitions she talks about it so much and she pleads the visionaries always to to pray the rosary to spread like the word of the rosary to encourage people to to pray the rosary and I feel like that's something as Catholics like we hear often that it's just kind of like it's just casual like it doesn't mean much anymore and what's funny about my story is that even though I was so devoted to Mary my whole life like I didn't have a practice of praying the rosary until like four years ago and Mm. and even once I started including it more in my prayer routine I didn't pray it or try to pray it every day until last year and the Mm. big reason why I even started to like try and do that not that I like succeeded that all the time but why I even like was convicted to actually try to commit to a daily rosary was because I learned about the promises of the rosary the 15 promises of the rosary and you read those and like you just, you're just like, why am I not praying the rosary? Like this is mm. a huge, huge graces that we can receive through praying the rosary devoutly that, yeah, that, that we all would love to have. So one thing that helps me pray the rosary, because there's mysteries, right? The sorrowful, joyful, glorious, and, um, luminous, luminous. Oh my gosh. I always forget about um, those. I know <laughs> that's the problem, which is yeah. why I need this thing. So it's like, <laughs> So I don't know, like there's typically a pamphlet in like every parish, but it has the four, um, mysteries. And then it has the, so for instance, there's five, there's five like parts to every, there's five mysteries to every, I don't know what it's called mystery, like the sorrowful mystery. So it's like the first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth. So there's like five sorrowful mysteries, five glorious mysteries, luminous Mm -hmm. and joyful. And it's, it's, if you don't pray the rosary every day, it's hard to remember what all of them are. And so if you just like Google rosary mystery fruits, there's this thing and you can see, so it will say like first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. And then it will say the passage, like it will give, um, scripture quote, Mm-hmm. And then it will say like, you do one, our father, 10 Hail Marys, one glory be, et cetera. And then it says the fruit of the mystery, sorrow for sin. And the fruit is what helps me really focus. Like if there's mm. not a, like, I cannot pray the rosary without knowing the fruit of that specific mystery, because it's hard for me to meditate on just the agony in the garden. Like I need to yeah. meditate with those 10 Hail Marys, the fruit of the mystery is the sorrow for sin. The second one, the scourging at the pillar, the fruit of the mystery is purity and so on. And having those in my heart while praying that mystery of the rosary changes it for me. Yeah. That's a game changer. That is so good. 
Mm-hmm. So and I know that was a thing. Yeah. So there's a fruit of the every mystery. Yeah. So I guess there's like, since there's four Groups. joyful, sorrowful, glorious, and luminous, luminous. and then there's, there's five. So the, yeah, there's 20 fruits of the, of the rosary. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. yeah, it gives like the actual, like, oh, this is from John 1917, carrying the cross by himself. He went out to what is called the place of the skull in Hebrew. Gal- I can't Ogata. even say gold. Thank you. I can never say um, it either. I know. <laughs> I just my contribution to this. <laughs> Golgotha. Thank, thank but you, the man. fruit of that mystery is patience, right? Because it's showing him carrying his cross by himself that it, that's showing patience. And so you can meditate on him doing that throughout patience in your life. Or, mm-hmm. um, Jesus uttered a loud cry and said, father into your hands. I commend my spirit. After he said this, he expired. So that's when he was dying. This is the fifth sorrowful mystery the crucifixion and the fruit of that mystery is perseverance so show like mm. praying for perseverance through that moment of jesus on the cross gives you something it's not just like saying 10 hail marys right yep. it's so much more than that when you have something so specific to meditate on that so hopefully that makes ton. sense i kind of i kind of stumbled through that but but the book for everyone that wants to know the name of the book it's 33 days to morning glory it's um a do-it-yourself retreat it's Mm -hmm. like 12 13 bucks on amazon or you can get it from like the catholic company we have our code there but the consecration yeah for the consecration and it has like mary she's in red and it has yellow behind her it's like the classic classic book um and i think it's by michael gately yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to talk about Verily magazine. Mari, have you ever heard of Verily? I have heard a lot about them, but I don't think I've actually like had a physical magazine of theirs. Okay, because they're just coming back with their physical magazines. Oh, great. <laughs> I know, which is awesome. So Verily magazine, it's back in print. They're looking for subscribers. Um, this would be a subscription. It's quarterly and they don't do any touch-ups on their photos. They focus on actually true <laughs> virtuous things, not just like pop culture drama that you see in, you know, like Vogue and People magazine and stuff like yep. that. Um, but this spring print issue just some of the things that they talk about okay they have a lot of like a lot of long form essays but they even have stuff on like this one facing and fixing freelancer tax mistakes like hello that's wait I need that right now freaking awesome okay um another one is what I learned from my experience with EMDR which is a type of therapy Mm. Um, another one is viewing the menstrual cycle as the fifth vital sign. Like it goes through everything. Mm. Oh, here's workouts that help you get fit while you watch TV. Um, oh, oh, hold on. I need little that recipes, <laughs> recipes for breakfast on the go. They have, oh, I need that one. No, I was going to say that feels like a Mari one. Yeah. They have a green morning, morning smoothie. They have a oatmeal to go. They have an egg sandwich, um, quick and easy gluten-free cucumber soba salad recipe. Yes, ma'am. That's interesting. It looks really freaking cute. Um, <laughs> That's what matters. The salad it looks cute. Looks it will be made. Cute. It looks cute, guys. They have some style inspo. 
um, sweet treats for the season. So it's like, think of all your favorite parts of different magazines and all the favorite parts of your Pinterest board put together in a beautiful print issue mm-hmm. with stunning photos that actually look like real people. Yes. And th- there you go. You have Verily. So check them out. You can get $10 off your subscription with promo code WITDH, all caps, standing for what in the dang heck. Um, go to Verily, V-E-R-I-L-Y shop.com. There's nothing like the high when you would get the American Girl Doll magazine in the mail. This is like that on crack. Okay. So (laughs) (laughs) it's true. Check them out. All the things in the show notes. Okay. Well, y'all have hung out for 60 ish something minutes with us now and heard us talk about Mary and hopefully you've learned something or related in some capacity. Um, So I feel like now would be a good time to, I don't know drop some news or something maybe (laughs) yeah Mari do you have any secret special (laughs) products coming down the pipeline you may want to share with the what (laughs) I do actually and I am so excited because this is this is a pretty exclusive release right here like the day that this (laughs) podcast airs we won't have announced it yet or released or we wouldn't we wouldn't have released it yet to the shop so um, yeah, we are coming out with a Marian rosary collection called the Modern Nostra collection, which means our mother in Latin. And mm. there's four rosaries. Each one is inspired by a different Marian apparition, which is so fitting that we talked about those today, literally to help women grow in their relationship with Mary and bridge that gap that so many of us feel of just like, I don't know Mary. I don't know anything about her. I don't know where to start. So it kind of does a two for one. It helps build a devotion to one of the apparitions, whether it's Fatima, Guadalupe, Lourdes, or Medjugorje, and also encourages you to pray the rosary because they are so dang beautiful. I know I say this every time I come out with a new rosary, but I literally think these are the most beautiful rosaries I have designed because, oh my gosh, like I can't, I can't stop like carrying one with me. I sleep with it. I put it in my backpack. (laughs) I put it in my purse. (laughs) watch out Trey she's sleeping with her rosaries okay (laughs) oh he knows it's like the Catholic version of coming into marriage with like a blankie (laughs) it literally feels like a safety blanket like we'll be getting in the bed and you'll just hear the rustle of like beads beads. (laughs) but yeah so we're super pumped to release this on June 1st in just a couple days um it's it's gonna be a gorgeous gorgeous collection that you're gonna want to get your hands on Okay. So it's four rosaries you get right in this collection and it's Fatima, Lourdes, Guadalupe, and Medjugorje. And each one of them are dedicated to one of those apparitions, right? Yeah. Yeah. And the design of each one is like inspired by, by the apparition. So like, for example, Fatima has these like orange our father beads that kind of reminded me of like the sun dance just like the burning sun you know so it has like a little bit of a tie to the story of Mm. the apparition and the centerpiece charms are gorgeous 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 like raised kind of like 3d and it has like Mm. the image of that that our lady you know what I mean like our lady Fatima our lady Guadalupe yeah Oh my gosh. Also, this is a great idea to do. You can buy four 
and you and your friends can go in on it too. And you each get one, you can buy it for your family, like buy it for your household with your kids that you have four beautiful ones, nothing against the plastic ones, but you know, four beautiful ones hanging up. <laughs> it's something we got things that... against the plastic ones. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> but I have something. against. <laughs> but this is such a good idea. So you have four remind me when it comes out June 1st. June. Okay. So y'all just got a massive exclusive heads up on this. Yes. Yes. I'm like so excited to see you need to send us pictures after this of what they look like. (laughs) Yeah. I'll send you, I'll send you the pictures, CC. Um, Megan, I sent her the pictures a couple. I know I've been holding my tongue. So I'm like, can I mention that I've seen them and they're so pretty? Yes, you can. The The fatima one is like, I love it's, it's the orange color. It's the, it's the whole vibe. I'm excited to see the Lord's one since we're headed there in a few weeks. Oh my Mm -hmm. gosh. Yeah. The Lord's one is gorgeous. I mean, they're all so gorgeous. The Lord's one is going to be a favorite, I think. Yeah. But also everybody that I show has loved the Medjugorje one. Like Mm. that's like one of people's top favorites, which I love because Because I want to get people on board with Medjugorje. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I'm so glad that, that I could could do this little like early release or that I like sent you the pictures Megan that I get to send oh my you gosh because I like we're at this point a one month into the launch like the marketing campaign we've been doing on the shop account every week we've been highlighting the story of the apparition just like educating our audience more on who Mary is and what her mission is so it's been a the long game of waiting yeah. for this this launch to come out so we're just so ready for it and so excited you're massaging the audience. Oh, yeah. That's, what it's That's a lot of patience though. Like <laughs> I'm the kind of person I go take photos at a photo shoot for someone. I come home, I edit them right away and send yep. them off. I'm like, I yep. cannot wait another second. So I'm like impressed right now that you're just like <laughs> still doing it. You're still holding out. Yeah. But- yeah. I like almost put them on my story all the time. Like when I take pictures of like, like what I'm praying with or like my Bible and the rosary, like yeah. I've taken a picture and had to like move it off and like retake oh it. So I'm like, oh my gosh, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and so let funny. me tell you, like Mari's rosaries, West Coast Catholic rosaries is like an addictive thing. Like, you know how yes. people would collect, I don't know, say Yogimon cards. I don't know. Is that a thing? Um, Pokemon. Pokemon? <laughs> I was what like, the heck is Yogimon? Is a Yogimon. <laughs> Isn't a Yogimon a thing? Is this a Japanese thing you're learning? Yogio, Yogio, and Yogio. Okay, you're right. You just merged Help the me. two. Help they me. had a baby. I know they had a baby, and that's West Coast Catholic. No, and people <laughs> are people like obsess about them to the point of they wait till the release, and then they get sold out because yeah. they have the rosaries, but they need the newest and latest design. It's so. Truly, I don't like, I understand because I know how beautiful they are. And obviously I get to own every single one, but when we started West coast Catholic and the Lord made it really clear, like, yeah, this is what I'm calling you to do. I was like, Jesus, who's going to buy more than one rosary though. <laughs> like, if you have one, you don't need one. And I was so, so wrong. We have several, several customers that have bought every single rosary that we have ever come out with. So that is amazing. Start building your every collection. time, every time we have the monthly rosary brunch that I host, I put a couple out extra on the table and everyone always goes to snatch the West coast Catholic one first and like comments on how pretty it is. And like, where is this from? And cause like the weight of it too, like it has yeah. a weight to it that like 
it rests in your hand and you're not just like holding this light beady thing. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, we're like becoming irrationally obsessed with these groceries <laughs> right now. But see, like, this is what's so funny to me. I'm just like, we're just so obsessed with this item, but yet like the beauty of it is going to make us want to pray the rosary. And that's totally the last thing I'll say about rosaries is just like, and West Coast Catholic, like that's like the biggest honor that we feel like we have been given as like founders of West Coast Catholic, like the spiritual impact of the Mm -hmm. mission that has been entrusted to us in general, like sure it's to bring people to the father, but we know that a large, large part of it is bringing people to the rosary and helping them pray the rosary. And in our like three years of business, we've sold over 20,000 rosaries. And to know that 20,000 people have a rosary in their hand now and hopefully have prayed at once, you know, right. You know, like that heaven is just like rejoicing that Mary is just like jumping up and down and feeling like, oh my gosh, my kids, my, my children, like finally, you know, are coming around. Like it is just the greatest, greatest honor. That's also go ahead. Oh, sorry. Also, I would like to say that like, this isn't just Mari and Trey, they have employees and this is something that supports more than just the Wagners. It supports so many families. And the fact that you've created something that has been able to expand not only to the customers, but beyond to the employees is something that's like, you should be really proud of. Thanks. You see, we're very proud of it. I was just going to say too, that that whole 20,000 rosaries are now out there in people's homes and hopefully they've prayed it once. Like we talk about how, when you're your own business owner, having like one payment come in for like $25 preset, you're like, yes, happy dance. But that's like times 10 when it's something that's like spiritual and actually Mm -hmm. everlasting, like salvation. It's like, I don't care what I made today. Literally. Yes. There's 20,000 rosaries out there. Yeah. That's so cool. We're so grateful. Well, you can find all the links to West Coast Catholic and their Instagram in our show notes. Um, Follow Mari and her journeys on West Coast Catholic. I love watching her stories and her aesthetically pleasing everything. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So she's an awesome follow. Even if you're like, eh, rosary, you'll get something out of the follow. So I promise you that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we will be headed to France in just a few short weeks. We'll, we'll have a break, but mm-hmm. cause how many weeks after how many podcast episodes after this will come out? We have none after this. Oh. Nope. I lied. We have one more June 5th. And then after that, we'll be on a break. We're on a break guys, because, um, we're going to France, <laughs> but then we're breaking that- up but then we want to get back together. <laughs> yeah. Don't cheat on us. Okay. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back. So thank you guys though, so much for listening to this. We would love to hear what you have to say. If you said something that Mari said that really struck a chord with you, let her know, DM her. She'd be happy to happy, happy to see that. Um, and please call in at 312-775-2615. Maybe you're calling in with a Marian story, whatever it is, give us like a month and a half to play it on the pod, but we will play it. <laughs> we want to hear them. Because Set the expectation. Stories, I know I'm just setting the expectation. We didn't forget about you, but these stories, just like sharing our stories help so much to encourage other people that that this is possible this isn't some like holier than now Mm -hmm. um practice this is something that's realistic and that you can do too yeah so 
Colin. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mari. I was just going to say, and thank you ladies for having me on the podcast. It's so fun every time I get to chat with you guys and I wish we could all do it in person. I know. Having known each other for five years now, you'd think this is like, what? All right. We got to log off. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Thanks a ton for listening to the What in the Dang Heck podcast. We'd love to hear your What in the Dang Heck moments. So call our hotline at 312-775-2615. And don't forget to subscribe, leave a rate and review, share with your best friend, and might as well follow us on Instagram while you're at it.